This is the Dog Lovers Podcast. Welcome to 2018. Let's get started, shall we? Today we are on episode number three. And although it's January, I've got to say there are no resolutions here. Life is way too complicated to add even more resolutions onto your list. If you have some already, great. Go for it. Whatever makes you happy. But if you don't, if you just want to sit back and listen a little bit, think about something new maybe, um, then maybe you're in the right place. So we'll begin by trying to make a connection. And the reason I talk about connections all the time is that I think it makes life so much better, so much sweeter. But I think it should be more of a natural thing, not really something that's engineered. And the best way to make a connection and to have it be more natural is to just initiate a conversation. Best way to start a conversation, find a dog, your own dog, or if you're out and about and you see somebody with a dog, stop and talk with them. It is the best way to start a conversation and connect. So although we're not making any resolutions per se, um, perhaps we could send a little intent in that this year, in 2018, we'd like to connect just a little bit more. That being said, Hang on a second while I jump down off my soapbox and introduce you to Cameron. Cameron was the third beagle that we received. She is the girl's mom. If you've tuned in here before, you know that Ella and Sunshine are my two therapy beagles. Ella is a tri-fade, which means that she is the traditional black, white, and um, caramely color, but her color fades down her back to almost a gray. You don't see a whole lot of black there. Sunshine is my lemon and she is a like a bright tan and white with a pink nose. I kind of liken them to the Chippendale chipmunks that you might have remembered from Disney. One had a pink nose and one had a black nose and that is how Ella and Sunshine can be distinguished. One has a pink nose and one has a black nose. But today we're talking about Cameron. Their mom is a powerhouse. Cameron is 66 years old and she is a powerhouse of everything. She is the fastest dog I've ever seen. She is intelligent and she is amazing when it comes to nose work. And that's what she's training in right now. The AKC or American Kennel Club has a program um, called Nose Work where dogs can use their noses to find scents and to do a job. Now, there are a lot of dogs that track and, and do things for a living. This is more for fun. And Cameron really excels at it. She truly enjoys nose work. Um, she can even climb a ladder when it comes to trying to get the scent that she's supposed to uh, find. And that um, gives you a little bit of introduction into her and her motivation. Beagles, if you're not familiar with them, are extremely food motivated. And Cameron is probably the most food motivated of any dog I have ever had. Um, but she is sweet as well. And she is inclined to jump up on the sofa and sit with me, tuck herself under my arm, stand on my lap. She's a wonderful dog. And I just wanted you to meet everyone that's in the pack. So we have Ella, who was our first. She was here for maybe two weeks by herself. Then Sunshine needed a home, so she came too. And then due to health issues, their mom, Cameron, needed a home. So she came probably, yeah, it'll be two years, I believe, in the spring. And then Henry, our youngest, you've met, oh, Henry, came over the summer. So there you have our pack of four. 
And I think we're going to be stopping with that just because I don't think that I can give more than four uh, the attention that they need on a daily basis. So um, if you check over to the website at www.dogloversonvespas.com, you'll see some pictures of all four of them. And today I'll put something in of Cameron so you can get a look at her. She's more of a traditional beagle with a black saddle. I think you'll like her as much as I do. So what else are we talking about today? I would like to tell you what's happening this coming year on the Dog Lovers Podcast. It's still a new podcast, so I'm still working on the direction of it. Um, So far, I've been talking to you one-on-one, but I'm planning to bring some new folks in and do more of an interview style. We'll still have these conversations one-on-one, but I'd like to introduce you some new folks that I think are are very special. Um, The first one we're going to be talking to is Terry Heck. And Terry and her husband, Jim Heck, actually run Summit Search and Rescue. Um, They have man-trailing bloodhounds, and these guys are amazing. If you're not familiar with bloodhounds and what they can do, you are in for a treat. I'm going to be going with them to do some training this weekend here in Pennsylvania, where it is bitterly cold. But these bloodhounds need to train in every kind of weather because they're called upon in every kind of weather in order to find people, be it lost children, be it lost elderly, be it perhaps um, someone that has escaped from police custody. Um, Some of the dogs are actually police officers, so they're really pretty cool to get to know. And so we're going to be training this weekend, and I'm going to have my equipment with me so that you can hear kind of what happens um, when these dogs are tracking. You'll probably hear them coming towards me. I will be, um, I'm going to be one of the bad guys or the lost souls, and these dogs are going to have to find me. So I'll have my equipment set up so that you can hear them when they come. And if you haven't heard the baying of a bloodhound, you definitely are in for a treat. So that's the first thing coming up. And I would like to also thank Terry for introducing me to bloodhounds. She brought me my blood, bloodhound boy, Rufus, and we had him for more than 10 years and I loved him dearly. He has passed away, um, but he was a joy and um, I still need to have my bloodhound fixed. There's nothing like a big sloppy dog to make you happy. So. Uh, check back with us next week because we're going to be looking um, at doing some training with Terry and Jim Heck and Summit Search and Rescue. What else is coming up? Well, in Pennsylvania, there's a new foundation that's starting. It's the Pennsylvania Working Animal Foundation, and this is going to be established to honor all of Pennsylvania's working animals, from uh, police-mounted horses to police dogs, to therapy dogs, to service dogs, to any type of animal that is a working animal in Pennsylvania. There really isn't one place that we can honor all of these animals. And this is going to be in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. And there's going to be an actual foundation and a monument that you can go to. And you can hear and see the stories of all of these animals. And in addition to that, this is the coolest part, I think. In addition to that, the foundation will actually help with funding if a service animal 
or a working animal is in need, if a police dog is injured in the line of duty, if something happens with a service animal, you know, these bills can be really high and no one wants to um, have to make a decision that will impact their lives in such a negative way. If there's some way that this can be fixed and the quality of life can be maintained. And that's part of what the Working Animal Foundation is going to be offering is some assistance. And it's also going to be a place of rest um, for these animals that have served us so well. So we're going to be talking to the founder of that, Rob, um, later on this winter. So stay tuned for that as well. What else? Yes, there's more. Um, we're going to be talking to my good friend, Mark Wessner. He is a breeder. Actually, that's where my girls came from, Rockhound Beagles. Um, the interesting part about Mark is that his dog Echo was not a dog that came from, he came from good lines, but his background was such that he had not had the attention that he needed. Um, some might refer to him as feral. He did not know how to interact with people. He did not know how to interact with other dogs. He had so many fears. But Mark could see the potential in him and he brought him home and worked with him for months to get him to be the animal that actually turned into the um, his foundation stud dog. Um, and Echo was a pretty amazing dog. What's amazing is how they built this relationship together and what happened afterward and how a dog goes from not being able to trust anybody to being a part of a family. So that's another story we'll be talking about. Along those same lines, I want to talk to um, some folks more about therapy dogs. As you know, I have two therapy dogs, Ella and Sunshine, uh, but there's a different group of dogs. I actually take my dogs to schools and hospitals and events, but there is a group of service dogs that are devoted to folks that suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD. And these dogs have been shown to provide so much help to these folks. And I'd like to talk about that a little bit. I have a friend that I'm hoping, he just got a puppy, that he will come and talk with us and share with us um, what a difference that has made for him. So that'll be upcoming. And finally, the last one I'm going to talk to you about today, because this will be, uh, let me see, one, two, three, four, it'll be the fifth one, so this will get us out a little bit, is my good friend Betsy Howell. Betsy Howell runs Redfern Canine Training, and while she breeds and trains Labrador Retrievers, she is open to any dog, and she opened her arms in her heart to my girls when they were tiny and we have had our training there we've done our therapy drug training and certification through Betsy Howell and Redfern Canine and what I'd like to talk to Betsy about is how it's never too late to begin training your dog so if you have a dog that you've had for six years and it has issues and you need some help Betsy just might be the person you could talk with or at least get some information from and they say that old dogs can't learn new tricks, but that is not true, not in the least. Old dogs can definitely 
learn new tricks. That goes for people as well, right? Have you ever done learning something new? I don't think I am. So, so this is a little preview of what's going to be coming up here on the Dog Lovers Podcast. As I said, this is a shorter podcast. Um, this is just to give you a heads up as to what's coming up. But before I go, I wanted to talk about lost loves. And I have to say that I've seen so many of those over the holiday season. Um, I was talking to a friend familiar with the end of life for our pets. And I said, you know, it seems strange that there are so many dogs that are, are passing away just before the holiday or just after the holiday. It, um, it makes me sad, obviously. Um, and, and he told me that, that this is a common thing that dogs to some extent are like people and they will try to hang on um, and make it through that. They, they can tell us that something's going on. They'll try to hang on. And so um, I wanted to send my uh, condolences out to everyone that I've seen that has lost um, their dear pet recently. I do know it's hard. I've done this over and over again. It never gets any easier. You know, we get a dog and we love them. And then they break our heart when they leave. But the wonderful thing about dogs is, is that we keep going back and doing it over and over again. I cannot imagine my house without a dog in it. It's made such a huge difference to me. And it's not to say that I forget the dogs that have come before. I can give you a list of everyone that I've had and tell you about them all. It's just to say that there's room enough in our hearts for each one as they come along. There's always room in your heart to bring a new one in. It has to be on your terms and and on your timetable. You're not ready the next day. But when you are ready, there will be room and there's no disrespect to the dog that passed before. My goal has always been to do the very best I can for anyone within my care for as long as I can. And sometimes the very best thing is to let them go. It doesn't mean that I'm not sad. And I will tell you that sometimes things catch me unawares. I had a beautiful field lab who was a rescue and he had issues probably his entire life but I loved him. Um, Ben was the most wonderful dog. Uh, My husband says that I probably don't remember the things that he did wrong, and that's probably true, and you know what? It doesn't matter. What I do remember is his personality and how much he loved me and how much he wanted to protect me. And when I I heard the, uh, the song, bird dog over the holidays, it kind of caught me unawares because that was always the song that uh, we referred, that was Ben's song. It was about um, loving someone when they decide to be just themselves. It may not be what you had pictured, it may not be everything that you want, but when you can learn to love that person, that dog, for what they are, then really your life is so much sweeter at this point. So when I leave today, the final thing that I'm going to put on the podcast here is the song Bird Dog. 
and it is by um, one of my favorite folk artists, John McCutcheon, who I had the pleasure of seeing in person last year. If you can believe it, he came to our little town here in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and he appeared at a church and invited us all to do a sing-along. And I gotta say, it was the most wonderful way to spend an evening singing with people that you don't know. Again, it's that connection. We can connect through people, we can connect through music, we can connect through animals. Um, the idea is to always be open to the connection. I hope you will be open to the connection. I hope you will come back here and connect with me again. And now if you'd like to take a listen to the song I was talking about, Bird Dog by John McCutcheon, head on over to Spotify. You can find it there. It's part of the Autumn Songs album. It's also on iTunes, and I even think there's something uh, listing for it on YouTube. So check it out. I'd love to play it for you here, but I think legal things say that I'm not allowed to do that. Um, but please, if you have a chance, go listen. I think you might find a little bit of your dog in my dog um, in Ben's song, which was Bird Dog, again, by John McCutcheon. I will hopefully see all of you next week. If you like what you're hearing, please um, be kind enough to give a, send a review in. Uh, I would love to hear from you. Um, if you want to send a comment, that would be even better. As I said, I like to start conversations with new folks. So please reach out. Let's have a conversation. Let's get to know each other a little bit better. And I will see you next week on the Dog Lovers Podcast. <laughs>